Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Big Baller Brunch after a fortnight-long hiatus here. We're back on after the most boring NBA Finals in recent memory. Um, today, we're, we're diving deeper into our interview portions, into hearing you know the who's what's and the who's where of, of the sporting world. Um, today, we've got a very special guest here. we got the, uh, the Rock of Rockland, the Leviathan of Logan, the... Uh, Exaggeration of Estonia here. We got Big Sean Harris in town. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing great, Blake. It's it's a pleasure to be right here on the Big Baller Brunch. Yeah, say that one more time to the mic. What's the podcast? The Big Baller Brunch. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. Do you have any other other nicknames that I missed? Um, I mean, you missed a flat top nickname, of course. I just I don't know Push Pop. What do you go by? R.I.P. to the flat top. How about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> How about a fortnight though? Two weeks. Not many people know a fortnight yeah, is two yeah. weeks. So these kids these days. So we're educating. I like it. Yeah, they they thinking too much about the guns. I'm thinking too much about the times. Um, did you ever have any other nicknames? Uh, they used to call me Mantis back oh. in, in Rockland. Mantis. Why? Because I used prayed to be, a lot. Yeah. Very religious. Yeah. Exactly. That's a hundred percent. Wait, really? Oh no, not why. Okay. <laughs> I was Tim Tebowing on the basketball court yeah. before Tim Tebow did it. Somebody's just dunking on you, like, "Oh, I gotta say a prayer." <laughs> Thanks to be here today. But uh, because I was really skinny when I was in high school, and so I used to, hmm. I was really skinny and long and lanky, and I would just jump around, get a tip, get a rebound, a tip dunk, everything. So what? they used to call me a mantis because I was. Do praying mantises do that? Yeah, I mean, I've always seen mantises. Okay, jumping. I don't know. Soaring in for the putback. That's true of yeah. the animal kingdom. The yeah. biggest thing I know about mantises is doesn't the female kill the male after they mate? Yeah, so I got to So, stay. okay. Lucky you're alive, Virgin Sean. Okay, yeah, cool. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Keep it that way. Hey, uh, yeah, so Sean, for some of you who don't know Sean, what's, let's give us a little bit background. Bioblast. Where are you from? What's your story? Okay, yeah. So I'm from Rockland, California, just right outside of Sacramento. Um, I grew up there my whole life, born and raised. And then uh, I went on a mission to Honduras when I was 19. They're not in the World Cup, right? They, they were in the World Cup when I was in Honduras really? in 2010. Okay. So, but they're not in the World Cup this year. No, okay. I'm and, uh, I mean, we can fact check that. Yeah, no, they're not. I don't, I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. <laughs> but uh, after that, then I came home. I had gone to junior college, and then I went to Utah State. I had actually torn my ACL right before... I showed up to Utah State, and then my first day cleared, I tore my ACL again. The first day? First day back. All right, nice job, Jabari Parker. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as the left leg, left knee both times. It was the same one? Yeah, oh, goodness. just like Jabari. It was, I was Robbie Hummel back in those days, okay. though. Okay, <laughs> it's a throwback reference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Carrying the pride of a school on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah no. Um, but uh, then after you know my whole basketball college career, I didn't really do much because, you know, Two ACLs. Yeah. Or I'm just making excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with the first. Yeah. Injury sapped a, a promising career <laughs> of a young Mountain West athlete. Yeah. You hate to see it. Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> and then uh, I went overseas for a couple of years and I was playing overseas and uh, I've been, that's been three years now. So now I'm on the big baller brunch. <laughs> now you're in the real leagues. Okay. Exactly. Um, I just looked up your name to see if I could find anything out like. If they had like a bio site for you and wherever you were playing in Finland stuff. Do you know there's an English actor with your same name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also has red hair. He also has red hair. I, was, I, I want to let you say that. Okay. I hope my teeth are better than his teeth if he's an English actor. Eh, 
We'll, uh, we'll assume as much until we see him smile. Yeah. Um, he's in the Mission Impossible movies. Is he a bad guy in those movies? His name is uh, Solomon Lane. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah, that does sound like an evil villain. Like, as I'm going to... Oh, former agent. He used to work for them. Oh. And then he went rogue. He became rogue, the yeah. supreme leader of the syndicate. So, pretty similar to your story. Yeah, exactly. You went rogue and became the supreme leader. Uh, I'm going to quit that analogy. <laughs> yeah. What did you play first after college? Dominican Republic? Was that where it was? Or? No, I played in Colombia first. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Colombia. Yeah. That was a good time. Me and Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> You've been mewling down there. Okay, how long <laughs> yeah. were you in Colombia? No, I was in Colombia. It was just a spring league, so I was down okay. there for two and a half months. It was pretty quick, yeah. And uh, but it was a great first experience living in South America. I mean, I went to Honduras so I could speak Spanish. Yeah. So that was really nice to be able to speak the language because that's one of the hardest things about going overseas is not speaking the language, not knowing culture very well. And uh, that was really nice to be able to speak Spanish, but. I mean, it was a di- whole different thing because I went from college where, you know, I averaged, you know, 15 minutes a game, 10 or 15 minutes a game my yeah. senior season. And then I go my first year overseas and as an American overseas or in South America, wherever you are, if you're an American, you know, you're playing 30 to 35 minutes a game and yeah. you're, they want you to score a lot. Unless yeah. it's Spain. Of course, Spain. Yeah. They got their reason, own stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, the yeah. stars... Oh, they only get 20 minutes a game. It's a very, it's platoon, it's a socialist yeah. style of basketball. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Some Bernie ball, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so how many, like, education out there? So. How many Americans are in that Colombian Spring League? You have about two guys on a team. Okay. Two guys per team. Yeah. So, what's, I mean, what's the basketball like in these smaller leagues? Because, I mean, obviously, I've watched some of the higher leagues, like, in scouting stuff, like Luka Doncic and, you know, Barcelona. That's pretty familiar basketball and a lot of good talent. Like, shout out former Aggie J.C. Carroll as well as over yeah. there. But these smaller places well. like Columbia or Estonia where you played, mm-hmm. like, is it, uh, what's that style of basketball like? So, I mean, so obviously, most European basketball is going to be very similar. Um, well, it differs from country to country, but... In South America, it's really physical. Mm-hmm. So the first, my first game out there, we're playing right, and we shoot a shot. I go up to get a rebound. I have a guy nail me up top. I have a guy <laughs> just bury into my legs. It's like look- with body shots, or are they like swinging limbs? <laughs> no, just body shots. But, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the referee, like, all right, are we not gonna call any fouls like this? Say, like, hey, Masomenos, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, you know, say so. The next play down. I'm like, okay, if that's if this is allowed, then let me. I'm gonna get in some of the action. So we we go down. They end up shooting a shot, and I just throw the hardest shoulder <laughs> right into the other guy. The referee doesn't even blink, doesn't call foul, nothing. This so is the new age. I say, all right, this is everything's legal. You start bringing a tire iron to the next game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wrench, a candlestick, yeah. <laughs> something you can like candle. anything from Clue, really. <laughs> yeah. Just murder weapon. Bring a rope out there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Throw an arsenic in them. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so that holds true South American, but not Europe. No. Yeah. Europe is a little bit different. They're more. Europe is more about uh, IQ. Yeah. And and being able to understand the game, and, and part of the reason is because there's not as many athletes in Europe as there yeah. are in 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 America. You know. So it's a little bit different. So that's one of the reasons why you know you see a guy. Like Luka Doncic, who already has a very sound mind for the game. Yeah. They teach these kids at such a young age. They're teaching them a lot about the game, a lot about philosophy, where over here it's more about, you know, score, score, score. Yeah. 
you look at like an AAU league circuit compared to the youth basketball in Spain, yeah. probably completely different, I imagine, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a hundred percent different. You know, they're teaching. They're trying to. I mean, if it's a good program, yeah, they're teaching their kids from young, a young age how to really play the game the right way. Yeah, where in the AAU circuit, it's more about getting your name out. Getting yeah. that hype around your name. name, getting that Levar Ball effect. Yeah, getting shoe contracts for the for the team and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, I dig that. Uh-huh. Um, so with with the, I just want to jump back a little bit. So you earlier, so you went from Colombia, yeah. and then after that, were you in the DR? Am I making that up? I did go to the DR, but that okay. was short lived. A year or two later, that was later on. Okay, I went to so I went from Colombia to Estonia. Oh, okay, yeah, you were you were globe hopping. Yeah, You're Carmen San Diego on us. Okay, yeah, so then to Estonia. Yeah, then to the DR, then to Finland. Good gracious! When was the DR in this? <laughs> That's what I'm like saying. yesterday. You got to hold. You hold God. your horse. Okay, all right. I'm stable. I'm stable. Yeah, yeah. You know, so stable at the stable. All right, horse. all right. We're chilling. So yeah, I went to Estonia, and um, so here, here's something funny. First about American man in ten years to go to Estonia. <laughs> ever been to? Has ever been to Estonia? Yeah. No, it's actually funny because I don't know if you remember Kyle Davis, who played up at Utah State, and then he transferred to BYU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His brother was serving a mission. Oh, really? In Estonia at the same okay. time. So I actually met up with his brother and taught some know. lessons. Yeah, yeah. Right, I was cool. speaking Estonian. Yeah, about two days. You got it. Yeah. So it was easy. Not hard. Yeah. Um, so what happened was, you know, in Estonia, here's something that's kind of interesting: is there, the buses in Estonia. You know, you get a bus pass. You're supposed to like. You're supposed to take this bus pass that you get that you pay for, and. You're supposed to mark it like every time by a sensor, so they so they can have a a number or a census of how many people use the buses at okay. which bus stops. Yeah, so they can know how. Okay, do account. we need? Yeah, do we need more buses? Yeah. Do we need less buses? Right, and that's the you know sometimes if a bus is really packed and you can't get to the sensors, there's one on the front, one in the back. You don't even swipe it. You yeah, know? no. Just, I saw plenty of people just get on the bus, didn't even swipe, and uh, so. I go to Finland, right? Because I went from Estonia. I was only there for about a month. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Finland right away. Yeah. And it's just right across the water. So I'm like, okay. Finland, Estonia. Over, yeah. You know, it's the same country that I thought. <laughs> so they do everything the same way. Yeah. I got a bus pass again before I got a car in Finland. So I'm get, I'm, I get on the bus. I'm waiting in the freezing cold in Finland. Finally get on this bus. And, and, um, and I'm looking for this bus sensor for my bus pass because yeah. I have another bus pass right and I can't find the bus I can't find it because so, normally there's one on the front and the back in yeah. Estonia so I'm looking in the back I can't find one and I'm just like whatever I'll just We're sit just down with this yeah the doors just stay wide open I got 20 eyeballs looking at me <laughs> the bus driver stands up and starts yelling He's at yelling. me in Finnish and I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously, I know something's going on with the bus pass, but I don't know yeah. what to do. Just holding it up in the air. Yeah. Someone help me. Yeah. And then... <laughs> uh, there's five, seven. Just We know they're tall in Finland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... Yeah. yeah I mean, you got Laudy Markin. Is, yeah, Laudy Markin. Shout out. I'm interrupting. No, but... So then eventually, I see the bus sensor all mm-hmm. the way at the front of the bus. I run up there real quick and then swipe it, sit everyone, back down. Everyone and, claps. No. Every, <laughs> no they, those people in Finland, they're not, they're not clapping they for you. They throw a tomato at you. They just... They'll just stare at you. So, jeez. So that's my that's my story from moving from Estonia to Finland. The transportation, yeah, is different. Been, yeah. Huh. Don't get fooled out there. I, my, the next time I transfer from Estonia to Finland, I will keep that in mind. Yeah, man. exactly. For all those listeners planning a Northern Europe trip, 
Sean's got the hints, man. Yeah. Um, well, cool. And then, so, Estonia to Finland. So, those are like, it's a higher league, right? Would you say from Finland up from Estonia or? Yeah, I think, yeah. Finland has uh, higher leagues than Estonia for sure. Okay. Their top league is better. But, you know, all these leagues have, where whatever country you're in, you know, like the Ball Brothers were in Lithuania. I think that's mm-hmm. like the most famous league yeah. right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> they have, you know, all, most of these leagues will have, a Euroleague team. I mean, Estonia doesn't have one. Finland doesn't have one. But a lot of these countries will have at least one team that's a Euroleague or EuroFiba Cup or Euro or Europe Cup. You know, Euro Cup team that's playing or Champions League team that's playing internationally. Mm-hmm. And those teams are really good teams because they're not just playing in their own country, but they play against other team top teams in other countries. So if you look at Lithuania, they have a team called Zagrist, which is a Euroleague team, yeah. which is basically an NBA team. They have an NBA size arena, an NBA style okay. arena. They have VIP passes for players and their families, and the guys are getting paid close to a million dollars. Really? You know, yeah. So, if, so those are the those are the teams that you know. If you're an American, you want to get on a team like that. Yeah, Zalgiris. Yeah, BC Zalgiris Countess. Yeah, yeah there we for go. example, Brandon Davies is playing for Zalgiris this year from Oh, good for him. BYU. Yeah, yeah. Getting buckets. Is he getting buckets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay, playing. good. He, shout, he, out, shout out to B. Davis. Really, really, I think he re-signed with them, actually. We're happy for a man to get his bag. Yeah, um, hell yeah. And so, okay. So with those with those leagues, I mean, you're, you're playing in the far reaches of Europe. Not as many college you know, juniors get to take their summer. They go to Estonia. Yeah. So it's kind of a different <laughs> place. Or, you know, Finland, I think Finland has more, more tourists and some of those other places but it kind of seems like a, in my eyes and I bet other people kind of like a no man's land with basketball as you mentioned in Columbia already you just get hacked wherever you want um, is there anything any wild stories on the court anything that goes down that's just like that doesn't fly that's new didn't know we did that or is it all pretty straightforward uh, Columbia is where you know Europe is not as bad because yeah. Europe is so much like America it's like it's almost like a bizarro America where yeah. there's a lot that's like America, but then there's a lot that's, that's different. Just that's, a, that's just a little bit tweaked. You yeah, know? So it's kind of like Bizarro Superman. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a pro comic podcast. Yeah, you can make that. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, we're doing that. So, I would say Columbia was, you know, we would have we had a game where we were playing um, in a city called Choco in okay. Colombia, which when you fly in. It just looks like Africa, you know. You look at the tops of these trees; it's like a jungle. Mm-hmm. Is what I've, I've never been to Africa, but it's what I imagine Africa to look like. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, from Google Images. Yeah, exactly. And you have, you know, just a ton of dirt roads or, you know, cobble roads, and not, and 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 everyone there, like, there's not many Latinos. Yeah, they're all. It's all black people, so it's not. It's different than. Yeah. Is different than most of Colombia. Where most of Colombia, you think of a Colombian, you're thinking someone you know who's Latino. Yeah, yeah. But there, it's all they're all they're all black people. So, so we were playing in there, and you know, they were loving. They love basketball down there. They mm-hmm. love basketball in that city. And one of our what we would do in Colombia because the the roads are so mountainous in Colombia. We would fly to almost all of our games, even if it was hmm. even if it was like a close drive. You're living the good life, man. 
Yeah, I mean, you're flying, some of these some of these planes you're flying in have the have the propellers, you know, and you're like push it like a bobsled and jump in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got one guy leaning on, hanging on with an arm. They're asking somebody to fly. Like, anybody got any experience here, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's got the CDL. Jump in the front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I know how to drive a car, so I can drive a plane. Yeah, right? Same thing. Now, there's plane. a wheel. There's a landing. Yeah. So we would we would fly to most of our games, and because we're flying to these games. You know, it's costing a lot to fly. So you would play it back-to-back. So you would play a team on Friday, and then you uh-huh. would play them again on Saturday at their place. Or okay. the other team would come to your place, and they'd play you on Friday and Saturday as well. Oh, wow. So we played this team in Choco, and and our other American that we had, uh, you know, he was he was kind of getting into it with the other players on the team. On the first and, game. In the first game. Bad move. Bad move. And... Uh, so he kind of got into it a little bit in the first game, and and he was he was talking to the crowd a little bit, uh, was getting into it with a guy who was from that city, who was on that team, mm, hometown boy. Oh yeah, exactly. So you can't mess LeBron with LeBron James Choco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so you can't I'm familiar. Me- you can't mess with a hometown hero, and when you're in their hometown. Yeah. So the next game, <laughs> everyone still remembers him. Mm-hmm. They know he's American. They know he's not Colombian. Yeah. And so we're we're playing the game, and they start they start shoving them around a little bit. Yeah. So my American te- my American teammate, uh, when no one's looking, when the referees aren't looking, he goes on on an out of bounds play. He's running by their big man and just socks him right in the stomach. And As he's, he he was the one that was getting antagonized. He was the one getting antagonized, but he's so you know he's kind of so like, yeah he wanted to get this going. Yeah, he's like you know if I, you know. <laughs> gonna push me i'm gonna push Smart back move there dave yeah yeah sure. yeah but sometimes you just gotta you just gotta get pushed Take it, move yeah because you're not in the right you're not in the right place <laughs> so so he decided to, to retaliate you know he punched him right in the stomach and their big got got pretty upset how big is big i mean he's probably six nine he was kind of okay. he was kind of chubby yeah yeah he was, was like, he colombian he was colombian too okay. yeah yeah he was colombian um and so he he got him in the stomach and the referees didn't see it, but he's telling the referees, and I speak Spanish. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to mitigate the situation, yeah, yeah. and they end up giving the big a technical foul because, <laughs> because he started talking to my American, but Mark they didn't smart special man. Yeah, you know the second they never catch the first guy. Yeah. It's always the second offender who gets caught. So that happens, right? Then, of course. They're gonna retaliate because they know you can't just get us on our home court. Yeah, when we're in Colombia, when we're in Choco, so they got their hometown boy. We're about to lose this game because you you don't win in this city. You yeah. just don't win because the fans are all over you. The referees want they're on the court themselves. The referees want to walk out with their lives. Yeah. Everyone wants to walk out and be okay. So you don't win on this court. And I had fouled out of the game, and there was probably about ten seconds left in the game. We passed the ball in bounds, and he was like our two guard, right? So he was running down the court after we passed the ball in bounds. We we're trying, just trying to give a quick three. Yeah. And as he's as he's running, he turns. So you know how sometimes when you you're looking at your basket, you run on the court, and then you turn around. So you're so you turn to run towards your basket, towards yeah, yeah. the other the basket you're trying to score on from the basket that you're defending. Yeah. And as he turns, he's right on the sideline. Right in front of the fans, and the guy who's the hometown hero is standing right there. And is he's he in got the game? His, he's in the game. Okay. And he's and he has his feet set, 
leans his arm back and just punches him right oh. in the nose. Knocks him down. <laughs> Knocks him down. Referees see it. Don't call a thing. They just walk off. They don't call a they thing. They don't in my business. I'm not trying to be nosy. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah. So he's lying on the ground and blood's just coming out of his nose. Ball still in play. Ball still in play. But then they Someone's running a pick and roll. they blow their whistle and there's like five se- Yeah. This, yeah, exactly. This Jamal Crawford's still out there putting up a three-pointer. Exactly. Yeah. Steph Curry's swishing threes and Blake Griffin's doing between leg yeah. dunks. So he's so he's just sitting there. He's lying on the ground. Blood coming out of his nose. There's five seconds left, and they blow their whistle. Right, the uh-huh. referees blow the whistle because they see that he's bleeding he's on the court. Get him out. Yeah, and they don't call a technical foul, a common foul, a flagrant foul. It's an act of God, man. Yeah, just yeah. You know the breeze. So we, the breeze. It, blew something away, happened. Man. Yeah, maybe the elevation made himself. his nose bleed. Pressure got to him. Yeah, and uh, so he gets he d- gets his. We get him a towel, and he's on the side, and he's just got bl- blood coming. He's, yeah. And now he's more than just trying to attack. Now he's hot. He's really mad, and he's he's yelling at fans. He's yelling yeah. at other people, and they finally get the game going. In ball the bound, yeah, game's over. Five seconds, yeah. But all the fans, the place is packed. I mean, and it's only like, you know, it's not a huge gym. Yeah. In Columbia, there's not gonna not huge gyms. Maybe like a thousand. Maybe, or yeah, so, maybe or? a thousand to two thousand people. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah. The mob I don't want to be on the other end of. Yeah, you don't want to be on this. Especially in Choco. I've yeah, heard yeah. stories <laughs> yeah. in the past 10 years. You're minutes. hearing right now. I'm learning now. So so he acts like... So he's got this bloody towel with him in his hands, around his nose. And you know how you shake the team's hands after the end of the game. So we go to shake their hands at the end of the game. And there's about four or five guys around him, my teammate. Mm-hmm. And four or five guys... You know our teammates that are around my teammate, and then four or five of the Choco players that are around this guy who punched him. And so he goes, my teammate goes to shake his hand, like he's gonna shake his hand. Uh-huh. But he's not shaking his Come hand. On. That's not on the plan. You get a little buzzer in there. Little yeah, little yeah, 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 a little. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> and so as soon as he gets to him, he starts to act wild. My teammate does. Mm-hmm. But right before, right before he can punch him. My teammates grab him back, and the other guy's teammates grab him back. So he takes his towel and throws it, hits the guy right in the head. This bloody towel hits the yeah. guy right in the head. Now the fans are going crazy. Yes, yeah, right loco. Now. That's the because, word. Yeah, yeah, they're going loco and choco. <laughs> and and it's a good name for the segment. Exactly. Right, <laughs> and they are just going crazy right now because they they're waiting for it. Yeah, they're waiting for something to happen, and. So now our coach is trying to shuffle us all down to the locker yeah, room. Just like get out. Yeah, just like the movie. And sure. and so he's trying to shuffle us down to the locker room and then all of a sudden fans start pouring into the hallway. All these fans are and we don't have a key to our <laughs> locker room. Okay. So we're locked outside of our locker room. Do you normally have a key? Well, in the well cuz or somebody locked, locked, locked it. They well, saw they would lock. The, they would lock the locker room just to make sure, you know, because you would fans bring, were getting Gatorade. Yeah, or like because your shoes are in yeah, there, yeah, your, your clothes. Stuff, yeah. you, that's where you change, you know. Yeah. So you take a shower and change in there. So they would lock that to keep all your valuables safe. And we, and but we didn't have a key. It was you know someone from the other team yeah. had the key, and luckily, the Choco players are kind of holding off the fans for us. Wow. Okay. Real ones. Yeah. And they get a guy in, they get us the key, 
and but it was a mob. It was a mob getting ready <laughs> getting ready to do damage. And they ended up there was no police at the game, so they ended up calling the police. We had to wait there for half an hour. Police joined the mob. They yeah, yeah. They were pissed off. <laughs> they said, "What happened? What is this American doing? He's, he's out of keeper boys came down here, huh?" Yeah, exactly. What was your city? The team name? Um, it was. I can't even remember anymore. Oh, jeez. I think it was like pit stop I think it was Cimarrones. I think was their team name. All right. In Chico. What, what city were you? No, you. Oh, what city was I? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. You. What city I was were in. You? Cu- I was in a city called Cucuta, Colombia. Okay. It's on the border of Colombia and Venezuela. And my team name okay. was Alcones, which means Hawks. Oh, yeah. So I was playing for the... Go Alta. Yeah, Alta. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, baby. So we, so we ended up getting escorted out about a half an hour later. I was pretty scared because... Jeez. Straight to the plane? We went on the bus to the hotel, and then the next morning we flew out. Oh, dang, man. I wish it was, wish it was a triple header. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, make it make it really get down. I, I, said, Miller, baby. We go, I said when we go to playoffs, they do not want to play this team at home again. I don't <laughs> Luckily, they never saw them again. In the the storied home court of Choco. Yeah, exactly. That's funny, man. Yeah, nothing like that in Europe, though. No, nothing like that at all. Just handshakes and creme brulee, baby. That was yeah, it. I mean, I mean, you get some guys that get mad. I mean, obviously. You know, some of these. The yeah, people, I mean, people get mad at Vasa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people yeah. get mad anywhere, but. So you get some Serbians that definitely get... Oh, yeah, yeah. But those guys have lived through war, so it's a different... Yeah. It's a whole different a, story. <laughs> different For thing. a whole another podcast. For uh, We'll get you back on. For the return. Yeah. Um, so kind of with those... I think we've read about people, you know, different contracts in Europe. What's the situation? You're like put up in a place, aren't you? Don't they give you like a house and a car and that so they offset like your contract? Are you yeah. just in like a dorm with all the college, with all the other players? Is this it, like college or something? It depends. You know, and it depends on... What team you're in, what organization yeah. you're in, and what, how much money you're getting paid, what league you're in. Yeah. But they they'll always pay for your, you know, for where you live, at at minimum. Okay, that's nice. And just like I you said, you don't have to find was, a new spot. No, you don't have to find. Anywhere. You don't have to go on a Zillow or KSL. Yeah. Like, yeah, that helps. Yeah, exactly. You're not searching for anything. And normally, most teams have it set up when you get there. Like I said, when I was in Finland, I had a car to myself, an apartment to myself. That was the best situation I was in. Yeah. Jeez. Um, what kind of car do you drive? I was driving. It was a. Uh, it was called a Primera. Oh. I don't even know what. I don't know what the model. I think it might have been a Nissan. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, Nissan Primera. Dude. Nissan Primera. It's a large family car. Yeah. Yeah. It's by the Japanese automaker. Oh yeah. N- Nissan. Yeah. Okay. I remember because Primera means first in Spanish. Primera. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is kind of like my first own. Your own vehicle was yeah, a Nissan Primera. Yeah, you know, in Europe. So that was nice. It was my first one in Europe. So, but then, you know, I was in Portugal this past year. Were you playing in Portugal? Yeah, I played in Portugal this year. To keep up on BK Ref. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My bad, Euro, my bad. Eurobasket.com. That's, yeah, where you, that's, <laughs> that's where you keep up on all that. Eurobasket.com. Okay. That actually is a website. All right, yeah, we're. You can hear the noise right now. I'm looking it up, Sean. You're a very fast typer. <laughs> so Portugal, this last year. Yep, I was in Portugal, and then I finished up in Spain. But in Portugal, I was living with three other guys on the team. So, you know, that's just how sometimes you never know what situation you're going to get into, depending yeah. on your agent. And most guys have their own place. Um, I was just in a bad organization Yeah, out there. And you know, sometimes you don't know well, what you're not listening to the pod. Jeez, oh. yeah. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they're. I mean, they won't understand it. Yeah, 
But sometimes you just don't know what situation you're getting into. When yeah. you're going overseas, your agent will put you, will kind of plug you in a situation, and you never know if this is the right situation, unless it's, you know, one of these top top teams, and which the team I was on wasn't one of yeah. those teams. And most guys, you know, the first Greece? year. That was where I was at in Spain. I'm on Eurobasket. Eurobasket.com. I don't know if you're, you're on Eurobasket. How do I say that? Teguise. Teguise. Uh, that was what was the one in Portugal called? Bahadence. Baja. Yeah, Baja Grill. Yeah, I get it. B-A-R-R-E-I-R-E-N-S-E. Bahadence. The double R in Portuguese is pronounced like a H in English. Okay, yeah, that's real. You weren't lying. Oh, jeez. Well, they also have a soccer club, too. Yeah, yep. They have a soccer I mean, football, football club. Sorry, yeah, World Cup, not World Cup. FC Bajarens. Okay. When did you leave Spain? Just like a couple weeks ago? You've been uh, back been for about, a bit. Yeah, it's been about a month or so. Maybe a little bit more than that. Is there like a lot of hype leading up to World Cup? I mean, you've been in two big countries for that, Portugal and Spain. Well, they were playing their... Yeah, they played each other. And their, yeah, they were playing their... Well, they're... Yeah. There wasn't too much hype, though, because they were in the middle of their own leagues when yeah. I was out there. I guess it makes sense. And, you know, Porto and Benfica and Portugal was huge. Yeah. Huge rivalry. And then you got, you know, Madrid and Barcelona and Spain. Yeah. So all those things are going on when I was out there. Okay. And the cool. World Cup didn't happen until after, you know, yeah. after I was out. It's all right. You yeah. can tell stories about it another time. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, cool. Any, any other uh, random off-the-cuff stories you have? Or should we save it for the return? Yeah, we can save it for the return. I mean, just go to a, just, Paris strikes yeah, back. If you go to Europe, go to a big go to a big name soccer team game when you're out there. Okay, so not basketball, not what you play. <laughs> what I mean, <laughs> that's your recommendation. Yeah, it's just a different feel when you oh, yeah. watch when you watch soccer. Like if you go to a Real Salt Lake game, fans go crazy out here, but it's nothing. No, it's a bloodlust over there. Yeah, yeah. I would love to you, go. It's something you have to experience. All right. It's like going to an American football game. Yeah. That's what it's like. I'll put it in the calendar. Yeah. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Go to a Barcelona game. Go to a Real Madrid game. Go to a Benfica game. You know. I'll do it all. Do it all. Did you um, Did you keep up a lot with like other basketball while you're back here? Like transitioning to the league. We were talking about it before the pod about how horrible the finals were. Yeah. Because like, like I said, we've been off for like two weeks. Because DJ, um, shout out DJ. He's a working man now. Shout out. Um, we just haven't recorded because like there's been nothing to talk about because the finals were so boring. Yeah. So like, do you keep up? I mean, with the time zone, with all these things, do you? I mean, do they watch it? I guess like with your other play, your teammates. They're from different countries. Are you guys still? Because I remember you know in high school and, and, and stuff, always in the locker room. You're always talking about what the pros are doing, right? Mm-hmm. And you always got the idiot who thinks you know Kobe's better than LeBron or whatever. <laughs> not I guess not when I was there, but nowadays I would imagine high school kids. But like that Shout would that would always be. <laughs> I don't want to get into names there, um, but you know you'd have those conversations. How how tuned in are they, being professionals themselves, looking at the NBA, and, and how much you guys would know and talk about them? No, they they definitely keep up with NBA basketball in Europe. I mean, they keep up with both. They keep up with European yeah. basketball, that mainly specifically their country and the Euroleague, and then they also keep up with uh, with the NBA. And you know, obviously the games are at such a you know you're sleeping during the games. Yeah, so a lot of, of times if it's a you know, you can record the game, or if you have NBA League Pass, like I had a European NBA League Pass. Yeah, which is pretty in, cheap over there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When I was in Finland, I had an NBA Europe, like a European NBA League Pass. So, I mean, I'm from Sacramento, so I'd watch. I watched almost every Kings game that hey, year. The next day, go. yeah, the next day I wake up and just watch the Kings game. Yeah, you can 
It's, it was okay. pretty nice, yeah. So speaking of the Kings, let's transition a little bit to the draft, which is going to be tonight when you're listening to this when we publish it in the morning on Thursday. Kings are number two, baby. Number Jump, two. Jumped up, in the, jumped up in the lottery. Yeah, we got that We got that ping pong ball. Oh, praise the balls. Oh, yeah. Um, not no Lonzo. Lavar, Lonzo. Yeah, not that. Yeah, or um, Angelo. Let's, let's start with your team first. Let's start with the hometown. Let's say, I mean, if, if they had gotten the number one pick, which obviously they didn't, but who, who do you feel is the best fit for the Kings where you want to have happen? I think, I think it's, I mean, I'm a big Luka Doncic fan because I was in Europe. Yeah. And... I mean, I haven't watched as much college basketball as I have European basketball in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but I've still paid attention a little bit. But the biggest thing to me is just the guys that make the impact in the NBA in today's game are the guys who are can get to the rim at ease, like a LeBron, a James Harding. Mm-hmm. You know, not just not just right outside of the rim, but can actually get to the rim and, and score a layup yep. or finish. Or Steph Curry or Kyrie have. You know they're known like Steph is known for his shooting, but he's but he's also one of the best finishers at the rim too. Yeah, and Kyrie is one of the best finishers at the rim, so you have to be able to get those easy baskets at the rim, and then you have to be a consistent shooter from outside. And I think that you know with someone like Doncic, who's proven amongst men in the Euro League for the last two years, got MVP of the Euro League and a Euro League championship this this year. Yeah. Um, you know, you just look at him and you say, "This guy's game is going to translate to the NBA." That's what I think, at least. You yeah. Know? And obviously, DeAndre and I mean, this guy is just athletic. Was he nineteen years old? Yeah, he looks like a young Sean Harris. Yeah, that's what I've always said. <laughs> yeah, I was a mantis. Remember, so I was. <laughs> looks like a young praying mantis. Man, he's about to get his head bit off. Yeah. No, he he. When I was eighteen or nineteen. I didn't even weigh 200 pounds. You know, yeah. I'm six seven. Didn't weigh 200 pounds, so the, he's just a different type of breed. Yeah, you know, athletic, probably 250, seven yeah. one. I'm making. I don't know if I'm making this up or not. You might be. We'll go with it. Yeah. We don't fact check on the pod yeah. at all. It's like rap, rap reports. You know? Yeah, we just say whatever we say is gospel now. Yeah, exactly. So, so would you prefer Doncic? Like, if you're the number one pick, and I would. I like, would. I would prefer Doncic because I think he can. I think he can change. The game more than a than a DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. Yeah, I think a guy like DeAndre Ayton can be very efficient. I mean, I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton's bad. <laughs> yeah, he'll still probably They're be an All Star multiple times. Yeah, but I think you know, I don't think that Ayton's going to be a consistent, consistent three point shooter because I don't think he'll ever. Just like with Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons only until this year did he have to learn to shoot. Yeah, and I don't think you know. I think he'll learn to shoot. Because he was forced to finally shoot. Yeah. But with DeAndre Aiden, I don't think he'll ever really be forced to have to learn how to shoot a basketball. Yeah. From distance, you know. Won't be needed as much. Yeah, because because he, he can yeah. he can dominate so much in the paint, which isn't a bad thing. Which you know, if he's really dominating, yeah, if you're effective, then why not? shoot from outside? Yeah. But the game is, has changed so much where I think a guy like Doncic, those type of players who know how to who have a good handle on the ball. You know, has has such a good skill set and a basketball IQ, and he's won a championship at the highest level besides the NBA. In my opinion, you know, the Euro League. There's more talent in the Euro League than than there is in the yeah, NCAA, I would agree. In the NCAA, you have guys making. You don't think of San dollars. Jose State's as good as <laughs> yeah. Fenerbahr? Come on, yeah, dude. Fenerbahce. I mean, yeah, exactly. So that's that's the difference yeah. to me. Is I think he's been proven, and he. 
has not only has been proven for one year, but now he had a whole second year for teams to scout yeah. him. And there's so he, much tape on him. Yeah, there's a ton of tape. He's on played him. like two straight years of basketball. And, and yeah, in the Euro League, and he goes out and wins MVP, which yeah. shows me that he's only growing and getting better as a player. Yeah, that his game isn't 19. just one dimensional. That has a lot of different facets. Yeah. So, I think a guy like that, you can't you can't go wrong with. I mean, yeah. anyone could get injured, but he doesn't have a history. I don't see I don't see him failing. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see a history of injuries with him or with DeAndre Ayton. So. Yeah, and I don't feel like injuries count in that regard either. Like, yeah, if I, someone's like Derrick Rose, we know would have been a continually great player. Exactly. It's just we got sat from. Like, I don't count that against him. Yeah, like he's not a bust if you. You're not a bust if you have a huge, huge. You're a bust if you're bad. Exactly. If you're Anthony Bennett, if you're Michael Okondi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I love Luca, and and you covered all the same points I do. It's just like. How do you not think this guy's the best? Because look at his body of work. Yeah. He's been playing forever. Meanwhile, you got other guys who, like, you know, Michael Porter Jr. could sneak up at number two. I'm like, this dude hasn't played for, like, a year plus. Yep. And his back issues, which, historically, you know, back issues just only get better, apparently. <laughs> Everyone recovers and becomes stronger. Yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah, exactly. Steve <laughs> yeah. Nash. Yep, people just improve from that. Steve Kerr. I mean, so, I just, I don't get why you don't choose him. Because I think the biggest thing for me is you want to make sure that you're looking at where the best teams are and where you want to be with that curve. So you look yeah. at like the last two or four, even eight teams in the playoffs this year. That's where you want to get to at least, you know, yeah, give exactly. yourself have a chance. You look for, they all had, I mean, the big commonality, I think, was, was wings, like mm-hmm. we mentioned. And then if they're a big guy, for me, they're either one of two buckets. A, they're defensive specialists, like Clint Capella, yep. Rudy Gobert, able to defend the rim, catch his lobs, good in their own role. Like Rudy's still fantastic, but he's not alone a top five guy. Or they're like an all-timer. Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid are the guys that didn't even make it to the the, uh, the conference yeah. finals themselves. Yep. And you look around, like the best big man left in the final four teams is probably like Al Horford. And even <laughs> yeah. then he's like the third best player on his team. No, no disrespect to Al. Al's amazing. And I think he made third-team All-NBA. So for me, I look at all these centers near the top of the draft. It's like, so if you want to have build around a guy, you look at where the league is now, would you want someone that's going to be like not even make the playoffs? Or do you want someone that's going to be part of that and has to be on those both sides of the ball, if that makes sense? Yeah. I still love Aiden. I still think he's fantastic. But it just gives me pause with, like, Bagley. I think Bagley will be able to go out and get 20-10, and 10, but I think he'll also be able to get you 35 wins every year. I don't see a, a huge, you know, like, dominating. And he can prove me wrong. Everyone is always able to, as I, in 2011, when I picked Derek Williams over Kyrie Irving. I'm, I'm, I'm fine <laughs> to be proven wrong. Even though I was ahead of the time, right? Derek was a wing. He just also was an idiot. So the rest of these guys, I try to make sure to look at. Like Mo Bamba, I think probably he'll end up as a a Clint Capella. Which, again, Clint Capella's about to get $100 million this summer. So that's not a problem either. But his game is predicated on on James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, alone. Getting him over. Yeah, if you took Capella to... The Magic or the Nets or or anyone you want to in these bottom five teams, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be garbage. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be garbage. You just wouldn't. Not garbage. Not as good. But you when you insert a guy like that, it kind of goes both ways because the Rockets' success did depend on Clint Capella, mm-hmm. but Clint Capella's success depended on having guys yeah. who could throw him lobs and having a bunch of guys who can shoot threes. So when a, when Chris Paul penetrates or James Harden penetrates, they can't leave. Trevor Ariza because he's going to hit yeah. three. So, so how do you rotate on that? And then you just end up getting a bunch of lobs to clink up that. Yeah, way. it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, exactly. I just googled to make sure I was using the word Very right. Very good word. That's the word of the week. So, 
I mean, I still like it. I talk myself into like everybody at the top of the draft. The only guy who's like in the top 10 that I really don't like is Michael Porter. I'm just, the injuries concern me. I think he can kind of get a little much tunnel vision and black hole on offense. And I just, I, I don't know. It just, it just worries me. If he yeah. turns out to be completely healthy and fine, and he actually is like mini KD is, you know, he's been called before and he can shoot, you know, and score at all three levels. That's great. But just for me, I don't want to be that guy pulling the trigger at number two. When yeah. either Aiden or Doncic is going to be available, or even at three or four, because I like I like Jaron Jackson, I still like Bomba for what he is. I, I mean Bagley, I still think will be good. Yeah, he yeah. just needs to be in the right situation. So for me, taking Michael Porter now is just the one dude that I'm like, ah, I'm staying away. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I a just, very high uh, risk. It's a high risk, high reward. You know, so yeah. you never know because this time last year, people were talking about Michael Porter Jr. like he was going to be. Oh yeah, the number one. I was all in, pick. man. Yeah, and then. He has these back injuries, and so yeah, that's you know, that's a big question too. Is is the guy going to be healthy? I mean, I agree. I think Doncic is the best guy right now. It looks like the Kings, from certain reports, that the Kings are looking to take Bagley at the number two. Yeah, which means right. Doncic is probably going to the Hawks. Well, apparently the I don't know. Well, with draft season, it's all smoke screens. Yeah, so I don't know. I. Obviously, us being very in tune to the NBA leagues, probably don't know anything for sure. It's just what we see in the media. So I hope it's all just fake news. I hope yeah. Aiden just ends up going number one, don't teach two. You know, just things that make sense in my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, rather than someone just, you know, because I think last year there's a lot of smokescreen and movement around, but then it kind of fell into line where Fultz went number one, then Lonzo, then Tatum, Jackson, Fox. Like, we kind of all knew and, and it made yeah. sense. And Danny Ainge is making trades to yeah. get who he wants. I don't know who he'll get tomorrow. Pick. It'll be great. Yeah. He'll end up with Kawhi Leonard and only miss out on, like, Terry Rozier. <laughs> yeah. But sure. Um, LeBron will be on the Celtics. Yeah. that's But that's another big thing, I guess, is uh, last year we had the Butler trade, I think, right on the draft night, right? Yeah. Or was it Paul George? Maybe both. I don't know. Both happened right around that time. Do you think uh, Do you think Kawhi moves tomorrow? What do you, what, what's your take? What you been reading? I don't think I don't think I don't think the Spurs are going to move Kawhi Leonard at all. I mean, October. I think, where do you? Think I don't he think is? they're going to move him this quickly. At least okay. I don't think they're going to move him for. I don't think they're going to move him for picks. I think they are going to keep him around and try to keep him, if it, if at all possible. Yeah. And like this, like they have said, you know, one of Popovich's rules, he's not going to trade him to so, to a Western Conference opponent. You know, and then who are, who are you going to get for Kawhi in the East? I think right now they're just kind of kind of sit around. If someone can give them a deal that's worth it, mm-hmm. then they'll take it because because it looks like he's going to be gone next year anyway. Yeah. So you want to at least get something for him. Yeah. But who knows? You know, maybe he sticks around this year and they're successful, and he goes, "Why did I want to go to L.A.? You know, I'm a spur yeah. for life." Which I mean, Kobe demanded a trade yeah. back in the day. He didn't get traded, and he ended up being a Laker for his he whole got career. Two more titles, so yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you know, or it could end up like Kyrie, where Kyrie demand, demands a trade. You trade him for you know, essentially, you know, what do they get for for? I mean, uh, they got Larry Nance. They and got Jordan a learning Clarkson. experience. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they got a, you know experience. Basically, don't yeah. trade a superstar if if you if you're not really gonna get back a yeah. superstar, but. Who knows? Hey, like that's, but that's yeah. the big question. Is I think it's tough being in that. I'm glad I don't make this decision. You yeah. know of what to do because, like, obviously, everything that we hear is just 
people shams and waj and yeah. other people on twitter just saying whatever and we don't really know for sure i mean I don't, Kawhi hasn't said anything in like a year i, I don't even know what his voice sounds like anymore not well, that he, hasn't before. Said, he hasn't said anything his whole career That's oh yeah thing. i mean he, yeah he could have said something like his rookie year that would have tipped us off but i mean he has, there's nothing official now F- from what i seem i think that he's going to get traded and i have mixed feelings about that like not traded to western conference rival um, because i think i don't know i think there's too much of just you got to go for the best return, and the Lakers yeah. are one giving you the best return because he will sign long term. You kind of just have to, you know, swallow your pride and say yes. In my opinion, yeah. because they're gonna, what would they get? You still check out the other Ingram options. And Kuzma and they probably and Ingram a Kuzma picks. and then probably the pick this year, either the pick or Hart, which is like not a horrible deal. I don't think mainly because what they won forty eight games this year, made the playoffs yeah. without Kawhi pretty much the whole year. So anything you get is kind of an addition to this year, in my eyes. I mean, you don't want to lose Kawhi. It's, you it's want to tough come because back. you don't want to because they barely made the playoffs this year. Yeah, the Lakers missed the playoffs this year. Yeah, you don't want to trade him to the Lakers. Then the Lakers are a playoff team because they got Kawhi. Yeah, and LeBron probably is going to go join if Kawhi is there. And then all of a sudden you're not in the playoffs because the Lakers took your spot. Now you're bounced out of the playoffs, and then you're thinking, why did we make that trade? You know, why yeah. did we, why did we give him up when we could have kept him, but. Maybe they'd say because we're going to lose him the yeah. year after, and at least we got Kuzma and Ingram out of it. Cause, I guess that's the reason why. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's definitely people who can give them good options. Yeah. Boston being one of them. We don't know if Boston's really going to throw into that because yeah. um, they would probably have to include one of Hayward or Horford just to make money work. Or Tatum or Brown. Yeah, Tatum. I I guarantee Tatum's untouchable. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a, a trade that can happen that's fair, but I think I just don't know if Boston wants to or needs to or will go for yeah. it. Just because of the uncertainty of maybe he will bounce. If they got a commitment, I say obviously go for it because I think Kawhi is a top four player in the league. The thing is, Kawhi has to play this year because if he doesn't play, yeah. he's not gonna oh. get, he's not gonna get a max contract. No, I'd be I wouldn't play a guy who hasn't paid, played in two years. So this is a con- this is a contract year for Kawhi Leonard coming off an injury. So if you if you are the Spurs, you're thinking, okay, if he does if we when we if we keep him, we don't trade him, then he's gonna play and he's gonna play well because he doesn't want to end up like Isaiah Thomas, who plays after an injury, and he probably you know is going to get paid nine or ten million this year instead of a max contract. So that's I think that's the biggest difference. Is Kawhi has to play well this year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important for him too. Yeah. The one people I would call the one that I think makes the most sense for what San Antonio could do if they pushed on it. And before I was saying this before um, all the Lakers news broke because I thought Kawhi's probably going to get traded this summer anyway. Um, I thought it should be Philly because I think if you go out and you get like Fultz, Sarich, and like the 10th pick for Kawhi, that's great for you guys. Yeah. That's a great fit. And by you guys, I mean Philly. Yeah. Um, you know, because you have Sarich, who's the most Spurs player that's ever played in the Spurs. Just his <laughs> style of play, I think, would fit in great there and it would be awesome. You get a 10th pick, you know, a young guy, which might be Michael Bridges, Miles Bridges, Kevin Knox, someone, you know, a good youthful player. Yeah. And then Fultz, who's still the number one overall pick who still has a lot of talent with him, despite it being the weirdest rookie year ever. And you have a great shot doctor there, Chip Engeland, who helped fix Kawhi's shot. But yeah. you, have, you have, I think it makes sense for, for kind of doing everything that you want and keeping the present by having Saric there. I mean, you already won those games. See if you get to 50 next year. And then having two young pieces to kind of bridge the gap for when older people get and when Pop retires and whatnot. And then Philly, I think it's time to move. Like, you have the chess pieces, or 
you, you got all these chips. Put them in on one big hand, you know, yeah. when you're sitting on a 21. And so, whoa, we just got Kawhi. And then if you sign, you try and sign LeBron, obviously, or you try and sign Paul George or someone. And then boom, you're walking next season with a with a Warriors matchup, you know, starting five. If you got if you get, if you can get quiet to, the, to Philadelphia, I never thought about that before. You get quiet there with Embiid and Simmons, and then you just surround them with shooters. Oh, it's perfect. You that, just that, resign Redick. Oh yeah, resign Redick. I mean, you have to sign him for less than twenty three million. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was a little wink wink deal though. I think. Yeah, it's like we'll sign him for this much because because yeah, we can we'll this year, the and then next year yeah. we want to keep you a three year fifteen deal or something like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but. You need some more. You need shooters around them because you still can't trust Facing. Ben Simmons' shot yet. Yeah, and you need shooting. Um, they could get out of the East for sure. Oh, 100 percent. They could get out of the East with Kawhi. I'm into it. Makes sense yeah. to me. Oh yeah. But um, I don't know. That's just. I love the NBA draft day. It's super fun. I might. I might take a day off of work tomorrow. Just keep up on all the rumors. <laughs> just keep keep up what's going down. Yeah. Anyone else Last in the top minute. five? You. Uh, with, you well, like or want to make some comments about? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know about Trey Young. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, a that's a hot button issue. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's a little bit smaller than Steph Curry. Yeah, body wise. And I think he got figured out in the, in the, throughout this course of the season. Yeah, where was you look at it like if that's the biggest comparison? It's Trey Young to Steph, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and you look at Steph's college career. He was going deep into the into March Madness every year. Yeah, with the you know Double, with, with Davidson. Yeah, not with a team, you know, not a big name school. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting how how Trey Young got all this popularity at the beginning of the season. I mean, he averaged most points and assists for the season in NCAA, but it just seems that uh, I would be I would be surprised if he just came out and was and. And produced like a top ten pick, you know. I'd be really surprised yeah. if he did that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about him too. He's, you know, the concerns are real. Yeah. Of defensively, he's gonna get eaten alive every yeah. single time on the court. They're gonna put him into every screen they can. Um, and you know, his hair is very bad. He's balding. <laughs> like, eh, I don't like his little mustache things he got going on he there. Needs to get not a good look. Carl Malone's Rogaine. Yeah, not going on for him. Um, I. Again, I'm, I guess I'm copping out on everything. I'm like, I'm glad I don't make these decisions. Yeah, I, you know, watching the film more, I think the skill set is obviously there mm-hmm. because he can shoot, he can shoot on the catch, and he can shoot off the dribble. So he can kind of, and, and both exceptionally well. I mean, he's definitely still a good shooter. It'll just be interesting how they move forward and what he can do because if he really can, you know, shoot at this level and and be able to put in the points like that in the next in the next stage, it'll be great. But is he ever going to get the chance to do that? Now, with an NBA roster around him, I think he'll see less double and triple teams, which yeah, is what killed him in Oklahoma yeah. towards the end of the year. That's something that's true. So it's it. just it's just curious the situation he gets into because I can see it, I can still see him turn out great. I can still see him being an all star if he if he maintains his shot ability. I don't think he's gonna be Steph Curry. I don't think he's gonna win MVP. And if he does, then you know I'll be the first one to congratulate him. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll I'll draft a tweet right now to have it sitting there for a few years. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm I. I've got a little pendulum on him. Used to used to not like him at all, but I'm like, I might like this guy. Just a little okay. bit. Just a little right. bit. But I don't I wouldn't take him that high. I think there's definitely better players. But if I'm looking like in the in the last half, the first ten, like, I'm like why not? If I'm feeling it. If I'm yeah. feeling a little risky. Which I always am. Risky yeah. and risque, baby. Why That's not? what they call me. I think I think Kevin Knox too is someone from Kentucky as well. You know, he's six, you do like? That I like. Yeah. Six ten. He's eighteen years old right now. He averaged most points at Kentucky. I just think that he's got a chance. 
just with his with his body and I think growing into his body I think he could be something special yeah. or at least be a really good contributing player on an NBA team so I think that's something that I mean you know guys like PJ Tucker and Trevor Reza everyone's looking for the next huge all-star and yeah you want to get that guy yeah with a with a top pick but you want a guy too who can play 10 years in the league like and can contribute every every year yeah. Like a Trevor Ariza or someone. I'm not saying, obviously, this guy's different than Trevor Ariza because he's 6'10". But yeah. you want guys who can who can be starters and can really take your team. Those others that you know, Shaq always talks about. Yeah. Those others on a championship team. You need guys like that. Not every single pick is a future multi-time all-star. Yeah, and or Hall of Famer. Yeah, and when you're like pick 8, pick 9, pick 10... Like, you just recognize that. Exactly. You look at Knox, and I'm like, okay, this guy looks like a more athletic Tobias Harris. Uh-huh. If I can get him as, like, my third best player that I'm building around, if I'm Chicago, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting Markkinen, our yep. favorite Finn, and I'm getting Knox <laughs> yeah. here, and if I'm adding some other pieces maybe next year, you know, in the other draft, then I'm Knox is my third best player. Yeah. And that's a lot better situation, whereas if people are, are trying to always, you know, hit for the fences, and all of a sudden you're taking, I'm trying to think of, like, a, a high, high, high bust guy in the middle round. I don't know. I just think that always trying to find that that next huge guy in the twelve range, like ah, it may not happen. Like Lonnie Walker probably won't be Dwayne Wade, yeah. but can he be you know a starter who's averaging sixteen points a game, who's playing good defense, who passes the ball? Yeah, and I think that's yeah. important to look for. Exactly, you like need you said. those guys are so crucial to your success on a team at any level. You need guys who are committed to to playing and to knowing their role and to executing their role perfectly just and to think that their role is just important as as the star's role is because yeah. if they don't think it's just as important then you're not going to you're not going to win because you're not going to get 100% out of them. Yeah. I'm going to list names. Okay. You give me a uh Ooh. What's the best way to do this? Ooh, I just want to know whether you like them. Okay. Oh. I probably haven't met any of them, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they're good guys, <laughs> you can hang out with them. Yeah. Um it'd be good to go out to Get ice cream with? Yeah, if you could play a little shuffleboard with these guys, what would you do? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, we kind of talked about some of these guys already. Mo Bamba. Yeah, Mo Bamba. He can, he can wrap his arms around the world. That's true. That's a good skill to have in this, yeah. this day, day and age. And Kyrie wouldn't believe him. <laughs> nah. Don't get this guy on it, my team, it Danny. Didn't go, it didn't go around the world. His arms didn't mm-hmm. go around the world. He was laying flat. You yeah. can see it myself. <laughs> what do you feel about Bagley? I think, I think he's good. All right, we I differ. Think we differ. Yeah, I think I think he's got a lot of athleticism and skill, you know. But he's gonna be in, the, in my eyes. He has to be in the right situation for it to work. Yeah, I mean, where I look at Doncic, I'm like, I can put Doncic anywhere in the top ten, and it's gonna work out. If that makes sense. Here's the thing: is if a guy goes for me, if a guy goes to the Kings, <laughs> just doesn't work. He, he's yeah, it's not. And I'm a sac. And I'm a Sacramento. You don't fan. like Ben McElmore? I Thomas like ben. Robinson. <laughs> Want to keep going Thomas down the Robinson list? Had a tough career there. But not where, I mean, he played. He played decently there, but it's just tough. It's just tough for. If yeah. you get drafted to the Kings, it's just a bad they're switch. Di- man. They're just not known for for developing their players. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Papa Giannis, dog. Uh. We'll ignore him. Okay. Wendell Carter. Ooh. Ooh, that's a rough one. That's, a, that's, no. a, that's a 50-50. Okay. I'm a fan. You know, I have a concern, though. Okay. Way too many juniors in this draft. Michael Porter Jr., 
Michael oh. Carter Jr., <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr., Marvin Bagley the third. Does that concern you at all? Because kind of, kind of worries I thought, me. I thought we were talking about juniors in college. Yeah, there's too many of those guys too. I want them 18. I want fetus baby. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. all. I want them still doing their multiplication tables. Also, Wendell's a horrible name. So how can you like enjoy being named Wendell so much that you also name your son Wendell? Wendell. I got some. I have some answers to put under the Twitter question ask for Mr. Wendell Carter Sr. tomorrow night. We'll see if they pick it up. Um, Bridges, both. I don't even know the difference between them. Oh, well, there's a lot. Um, Miles, <laughs> Miles. You got you to help me out on this one. Miles, I don't really care for. I, I don't think he's really going to ever put it together. He's, he's athletic. He's explosive. You know, kind of, kind of a prototypical athletic three that you're going to want yeah. but I don't think he's, he really moves well enough that, you, that you're really going to see I don't think he does anything hugely special I don't think he draws fouls that well I don't think he's a perfect shooter I just I don't know he could prove me wrong because he was like top five top six like the beginning of the year Yeah, just kind of falling I do like Mikhail even though I thought it was Michael the whole year it's Mikhail Bridges he's just like the best version of Robert Covington so I'm a fan any sleepers? Any sleepers deep in the draft? Any sleepers? Well, what about uh, Grayson Allen? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not taking him until the second. You're not going to take him? He could be a late uh, first round pick. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't, you, oh, I don't, I don't take him take the him. second. You're not going to give him nah. that guaranteed money. You're going to make him a second round pick. Yeah, make him, make him earn it. Yeah, make him work for it. Let me see what he's got. I, I mean, know. he's been such a popular name for so long. But those guys from Duke, they, you know, sometimes... Those seniors, when they're seniors. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes they fizzle out. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. I think he's fine, but he just, he's been there for four years, hasn't gotten a lot better, and I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking of other guys. There's a lot of other guys that I can enjoy that I don't think and will know, like Kevin Huerta out of Maryland's looked better for me. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I like the French guy, Eli Okobo. You play against him? No, I never, never did. I, never, I didn't play in France. Never got some open gym, huh? No. We'll see what Frank... Nilekina? Yeah. Wait, you guys friends? No, but... Oh, well, you should be. I mean, he was he played in France. Should be in his entourage, dude. Ooh, last one. I, I really have no idea what to make of this guy. Because Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, yeah. I just... I don't know. For me, it just worries me when I haven't heard of this guy. Oh, never yeah. seen him for three years. He's a... No, he's, no, no. He was a freshman. He was a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Redshirt sophomore. Redshirt, oh, okay. So he's been three years out of high school already. He's a sophomore. So he's only played two years. I never heard of him on one of the best teams in the league. And he's one amazing game where he is still a good player. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to want to take him, like, 21st overall? Like, I, I don't know. I just get a little hesitant. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, what's tough is that he was behind a guard. Yeah. Who was... Behind Brunson and Bridges. So you have these, so you have these two guards who were taken up, essentially, all his time. Yeah. So how do you prove yourself over that when you got these two other names that at the time were bigger than his name? Yeah. And still kind of are bigger than his name a little bit. But I mean, you look at that game. Obviously, he's an athlete. Yeah. Obviously, he can shoot, and he doesn't shot, and he's tough. You know, that's what I think a lot of NBA teams are looking for: guys who are mentally tough and who won't shy away from the moment. And that was the thing that he didn't shy away from the moment. When you're in the NBA, you're going to go up against guys night in and night out, and how are you going to respond? Are you going to be confident in yourself, or are you going to doubt yourself? And it's obvious that he was confident in his yeah. game on the biggest stage that he could have played at. So I think that's... I, li- I like... 
right. I like Dante. We got a Dante fan of the house. Dante's yeah. Inferno, Sean Harris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you can check out. We've done some stuff online. Me and my other friend Thomas Butters have some draft prep stuff. So if you guys are interested, check on Twitter, Facebook. We'll update it tomorrow with some new mocks. Um, but, yeah, we got a few seconds left here, Sean. Anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on in your life? No, just... Uh Go out there and make some money, everybody. Okay, go get it done. Yep. Thanks again to Sean for joining us today on Big Baller Brunch. We'll be back next week, maybe. Honestly, no idea. Won't make any promises. But if we do, please listen, love, subscribe, whatever. Sean, thanks again. Thank you. We'll see you around for the return. All right.